If you've been feeling like your to-do list is unending, if you feel like there are so many ideas that you want to try to put into a signature speech, or there's so many details and things that you want to say with your, when you're trying to tell your story, you're going to love this episode because we're going to be talking about a playground study, a scientific study, and how that has to do with boundaries and your business today. Let's get on to the show. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Loria Mirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed, painfully shy girl, red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. So I'm excited to share this with you because I don't think that I've ever shared this with this podcast about this playground study. And I was talking this morning with a group of people and sharing this because it just seemed very appropriate. So let me tell you a little bit about the conversation that was happening this morning. It was the person that was running the group, you know, use the question of what do you want for dinner? And it's like, I don't know versus saying, hey, would you like to have sushi or Mexican for dinner? And, you know, like you have choices. So one has no boundaries and the other one has boundaries. So I shared this study and it just landed perfectly. So the study was done on a group of young children at a playground. So there were two playgrounds. One had no fence and one had a fence. And what they found was that the playground that had no fence, the children all stayed kind of close to the center of the playground were all like the swings and the seesaws and all the other things that are on the playground were. When there was a fence around a playground, this is what's interesting. When there was a fence around the playground, the children occupied all of the space, not just close to the equipment, but actually all the way to the boundaries. So this is really interesting because there is something about boundaries that gives us freedom. We actually think a fence actually means that we're closing in on ourselves, that we are limited, but actually boundaries are extremely freeing. So it's kind of like having a budget for your money. And I have a client who is, you know, a money mindset coach, and she talks a lot about how freeing a budget can be, how freeing it is to put your money into certain buckets, to be able to see it grow, to know where it's coming and going from. Like you've got these containers or these boundaries for your money. Another client of mine is a home organizer. And with home organizing, you know, you've got all of the stuff, let's just say like your closets, you've got all of this different types of clothing that you're trying to put neat and organized into this space. This space happens to be the boundary. Like this is what you have to work with. You can't expand the closet, you know, unless, you know, like you're actually going to renovate, but chances are if the house is already built, then that means you're taking away from some other place. So just work with me here that this is like a set closet. And how do you utilize that space so that it works for you, so that you can get all of your things in there and be able to find them easily. You know, so it's also about you and your time and your energy 
and also your some aggravation. But this sort of brings me back to what are boundaries actually? And boundaries are not for other people. This is something that I say with my clients all the time. Boundaries are not for other people. Boundaries are for you. It is your job to enforce those boundaries. Now, in the case with the closet being a very set boundary, like you can stuff more things into your closet, but you're not going to be as organized. You may not be able to find that sweater when you want to be able to find that sweater, be able to quickly grab that tie that goes with the suit that you want to so desperately wear for that sales presentation. And so that causes, you know, that frustration that, you know, feel like you're rushing, like you're losing something, feeling overwhelmed, wondering like, where are these things versus, you know, when you keep it nice and neat and organized. So back to the boundaries are for us and that they are to keep us physically safe, mentally safe, mentally sane, emotionally, you know, like safe, spiritually, you know, that's what these boundaries are for. A lot of times I will ask clients, well, tell me about your morning routine. And this is where I think there's some crazy statistic that with the cell phones, the smartphones that we have today, like somewhere between like 75 to 80% of people actually, that's the first thing that they look at is their phone. And they're looking at email. They're looking at text messages. And I always say like, when you look at your phone, when you look at email, like first thing in the morning, what you're doing is you are allowing somebody else to take your attention. Because that's all the email and text messaging and any other DMs. That's what it all is. It is how can I get your attention? And it's our job to maintain healthy boundaries. So I don't look at my phone. And a lot of studies have, have been done actually on high achievers. And they actually like will say like 90 minutes. But I've actually run into people and I really love this and admire this. They won't check their email until like noon. And I am like, I love that. And I actually, I strive for that. And this is what happens is that I catch myself picking up my phone. It's an automatic habit. That's what it is because I actually don't have it set to like automatically, like when somebody sends an email, like I have to actually turn on, open up the email app in order for the email to download from the server. So the pushes, whatever that is, it's either on or, or it's off, whatever that technical term is. So that gives me a couple of seconds to actually like process like, Lorraine, you're like, you don't need to be checking your email. And I will literally put the phone down. Boundaries. Boundaries are good for us. You know, like my morning routine also includes my workout, my meditation, you know, to fit my quiet time in. You know, that's another thing that I'm trying to add to my morning routine, along with journaling and like having water and morning stretches and my coffee time. But that's all part of my morning routine. In order for my morning routine to happen, I have to have boundaries in place. So I kind of want to ask you, like, what's your morning routine? What are your boundaries? Because whatever your boundaries are, you know, it's your job to enforce them. So again, like this is the going back to the playground study, this is the fence around the playground, knowing that, you know, here's my space that I get to move around in. And because without the fence, you know, it's almost like, well, somebody could just like, you know, like walk into my home and say like, Hey, you know, I need this from you. I could be, you know, like my team could be trying to get a hold of me, you know, and say like, Hey, here's some stuff that we need, but it's up to me to enforce those boundaries. So I don't pick up my phone. 
I will answer things like it's usually about a couple of hours after I've been awake. So that's, that's your job when it comes to boundaries. So how does this relate to speaking? Because as soon as I was sharing this morning, you know, the person who was leading the group discussion said, how could you use that study in your business? And I never thought about that before, but it does remind me of a lot of clients and a lot of people who have gone through in-demand signature speech and a lot of people who come to work with me because they feel like they have all of these ideas that they want to share in a single speech. And that's the playground without the fence. But one of the things that I do with my clients is I put up a fence around that playground so that here's the structure, here's the process that we have to make a signature speech. That way your signature speech actually works for you, builds your personal brand, builds your business brand, but also attracts clients for you. And if you happen to be in corporate, you know, learning how to communicate effectively also helps you move up the corporate ladder if that is your goal. So it's this process So all of a sudden, when you have this fence around your playground, you know, and the playground is your speech, you can't fit everything in that playground. You know, that's why we have the fence. It's like not everything can get in there. Only certain things can be in your speech. And you've probably heard me say this before without, you know, like when you put too much stuff into a speech, all you're doing is you're overwhelming the audience. You're like feeding them the fire hose and that too much information overwhelms them. And then they do nothing. They just like, oh my goodness, they just walk away. And I have to thank the person who told me, and this was back when I was speaking about leadership and emotional intelligence back in my leadership, you know, coaching days, I had given too much information during a presentation. And it was a gentleman that came up to me afterwards. And he said, I still remember it today, him walking up to me saying, oh my God, that was a great presentation. That was a ton of information. I'm not sure what to do right now. And then he just kind of like walked away. And I was left there thinking, oh dear, I overwhelmed my audience. But at the same time, it was such a valuable lesson. So that talk had no fence around the playground. And from then on, I put a fence up around the playground, a fence up around my speaking speeches, all the speeches that I was crafting, any workshop. I mean, when I look at the books that I've written, I wrote all of them with a fence around the playground. I knew I always started with the end in mind, which is how I craft my speeches, knowing what my goal is. And the goal is kind of like those boundaries, like knowing what your goal is is a great way for you to look at everything that you're trying to put in the presentation. That's almost like the lens that you're looking through it with. That way, if you're trying to add another chapter or another point into your presentation, looking at it through the lens of your goal, what is it that you want the audience to think, to feel, to do afterwards, you know, knowing what that goal is, because that goal is part of your boundaries. It helps you determine Should this be in there? Should this not be in there? Am I trying to cram too much in this one presentation? So that's why these boundaries, whether they are personal boundaries, they are work boundaries, like you've got office time. You know, if you want to book a call with me, you can't just say, hey, I want to book a call with you, Lorianne, like Saturday at 9 a.m. I just don't do sales calls at Saturday at 9 a.m. That's like my family time. That's my downtime. That has been something that I've had to learn to do is to have that rest time. So I have certain hours that 
allow for sales calls. I have certain hours that allow for my private coaching calls. I have certain hours that are for coffee calls, also for recording my podcast with guests. There's only like these limited time slots. And part of that reason for these types of boundaries, this fence around the playground is because that's my best energy. Like I know when I'm most creative and that's like, I take advantage of that creativity. And that's usually when I'm writing. So I don't do calls during those times. So these boundaries are not restricting, which is what a lot of us start to think when we think about having these boundaries, but the boundaries can be so freeing. I get to take advantage of certain types of energy that I have, both my creativity energy, my client energy, you know, my group energy, my podcast recording energy, my time for me to go work out, which really fills me up and sets me up for the day. So that's really what I want you to be thinking about is, do you have boundaries? Do you have a fence around your playground? Maybe your fence needs mending in certain areas. Maybe you have a great fence around your work, around working with team, around your family. But maybe when it comes to friends or people texting you, you that maybe you hear the bing and you pick up the phone right away because you want to know who it is. You know, maybe you need to like build a boundary around that. One of the ways that I started doing that was to put my phone on do not disturb. Now, there was a long time, and I would say it's only in the past year that I have intentionally put my phone on do not disturb or shut my phone off completely so that I could focus on the task at hand, not just private client calls, but I needed to write stuff. I needed to work on my website. I was working on stuff in my business. And if I get distracted, then there goes all that flow. If you've ever read that book, there goes all that creativity. You know, they say that whenever you get distracted from doing one task. And this particular study comes from when I was uh, back in leadership coaching that if you got distracted, if you had like this open door policy and people would constantly like knock on your door to ask you a question, they say that it takes about 12 minutes to get back into the flow, into the task that you were working on. And can you imagine how much time is being wasted if every time somebody knocked on your door or you got interrupted during whatever task you're doing, can you imagine like 12 minutes every single time? And even if we, let's just play devil's advocate here. Let's just say it's only six minutes. I mean, six minutes isn't that long, is it? But even if you say it's three minutes, it takes us three minutes to get back, you know, into the flow. And if anybody knows the real, knows what study that I'm talking about, and if I'm off on the 12 minutes, please feel free to reach out to me. I love to know when I've made a mistake and always appreciate that kind of feedback so that I can make that correction later. But let's just for sake of argument, say that it's really only three minutes, but every time like you got an email, you got a little bing from a text message from a DM, either in Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. Can you imagine like, all right, checking that and then it taking three minutes to get back into the flow. I mean, think about how many emails you get in a day and text messages, knocks on the door, whether you're in an office, whether you're at home working, think about how often that happens. And it would take you three, again, we're just, I'm just using a minuscule amount of time here, three minutes every single time. If you got interrupted, you know, 10 times, I mean, right there's 30 minutes. You know, think about those times, you know, I live up here in the Northeast and there are snow days. Think about like when there's a snow day and you got to stay home from the office because the kids are home and they're constantly knocking on the door. 
think about how many times and just in one hour that you can get distracted. So I know that I'm using like this parenting example, but let's really just start to think about like those boundaries that are around the playground, the fence that's around the playground is there to help you have more freedom. And in building your speech and getting out there to, you know, promote your business, to promote your personal brand, you know, that boundary is there to help you be productive help you be effective. You can be more confident knowing that here's what I have to play with. And I'm not stuffing more stuff in my speech. I'm not stuffing more stuff in my sales presentation because I'm just going to overwhelm the potential customer. I mean, I was just on a sales call today and like, I could have had like all these different ways that this person could work with me. But the reason why I ask questions in the beginning of the call, as I'm getting to know somebody is so that I can figure out like what what is most important to this person so that I make the offer. Again, this is about like, I'm just working with the playground with the fence around it. So I hope this episode has helped you really understand that boundaries are actually good for us. They are freeing, whether it's a budget, whether you are organizing a closet or creating a space in your home so that you have the space to be more creative, a dedicated space for your business as you're growing your business, a dedicated space where you you can like, here's my virtual speaking space so that I feel comfortable here so that I can be the speaker that I need to be so that I can show up and communicate with confidence because I know that this space is sacred almost is sacred for you. You know, this is your boundary. And it's again, back to boundaries are for you. And it is your job to enforce those boundaries. So till next week, I want you to be in demand. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And join me over in my private Facebook group for more tips, community, and free trainings. You'll find the link in the show notes. You can also help this podcast reach more listeners by leaving a review. And as a thank you, each month I pick one of my reviewers to win a free coaching call with me. So if you haven't done so already, please leave a review and you could be the next winner.